Okay, before I start anything, I have to say, I have to say that I'm undercover and my name won't appear anywhere, okay? It's between you and me, and this proves... Hi, welcome or welcome back to Playtime Radio, where your nudes and secrets are safe with me. If this is your first time listening to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. The format is super simple. I'm going to answer the love and sex questions that you've submitted to me this week, as well as playing some sexy songs you should add to your playlist. To submit your own question or song request, you can head to yourplaytimeradio.com and you can also follow the podcast on Instagram at playtimeradio69 and on Facebook under Playtime Radio. So, crack open a bottle of wine, light a candle, align your chakras, go crazy. And now, it's time to play. But just before we play, I want to say a huge thank you to my sister for making my dreams come true and getting me the microphone of my dreams. I hope you guys hear the sound quality difference and that you think that my voice is now made for radio. (laughs) And today's actually my birthday. Um, And I thought what better time to make an episode and do something I really love than today. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode and huge shout out to my sister. Thank you again. Here goes my first question. How am I supposed to know what healthy love and a healthy relationship looks like if I don't have an example of it in my life? When I read this question, my heart kind of dropped because I think it is such a good question and it's such a difficult one to answer because I think a healthy relationship looks so different for anyone. I think we focus so much also on what makes an unhealthy relationship that often we don't take time to assess and to appreciate a really healthy relationship. Everyone loves to talk about their toxic ex and everyone who fucked them over and how they miss so many red flags. Or maybe that's just me. (laughs) But I think we don't take enough time to really understand what makes a good relationship. So I'm glad you've asked this question. Um, healthy relationship isn't just a lack of the red flags present in an unhealthy relationship. Basically, to me at least, a healthy relationship isn't just the absence of bad, it's the presence of good too. I think a healthy relationship is formed of a few key factors I'm going to briefly try to outline, which to me are trust, communication, respect, intimacy, and a willingness to grow together. That sounds like a lot, but when you break it down, I think it can be managed. And in fact, I have friends who are in very healthy and successful relationships and I can attest to at least what I've seen of these relationships to be present in my life. And I'm sure that even if you don't have a romantic example of a healthy relationship in your life, that there are definitely healthy other kind of relationships. I get that you might not have examples of healthy romantic relationships, you're not alone, but what about your relationships with your siblings or your friends? Hopefully you can apply the good aspects of these relationships into your romantic ones, even if these factors might seem trivial in a romantic relationship. For example, trust and respect basically boil down to the same thing, that you believe your partner's intentions and that you don't try to undermine them. This is a stupid example, but you trust that your brother's going to pick you up from school every day so you don't take the bus or show up late. 
I know that's a really small example, but you should watch out for the relationships in your life where trust is involved because they tend to be very healthy. Communication is, in my opinion, the hardest element to get right. And even harder than to get right, it's difficult to maintain because people have different communication styles. Me, personally, I'm really interested in the psychology of human relationships. So that's the framework I use for this. Um, It's widely acknowledged that there are four communication styles. Passive, aggressive, passive-aggressive, and assertive. I'm sure there's an online quiz you can take to assess which one you are if you're interested. And I think it could definitely help you know, if you, it can definitely help to know your communication style. Just as it's important to know your love language, if that matters to you. I'll just give you a quick rundown. So the passive style of communication often means that you you might not express your feelings or that you might be very apologetic in your body language and general communication. Aggressive communicators, on the other hand, they use confrontation as a primary source of expression and they might try to dominate you quite literally or just they might try to dominate a conversation. And I've noticed that people with aggressive communication styles tend to use phrases like, you always. Um, They can also be a bit impulsive. Passive aggressive is kind of like a mix of the two. People who have this communication style might, they might mutter under their breath instead of talking to you directly about an issue or they might subconsciously try to sabotage you. And finally, assertive communicators tend to form quite healthy relationships because they can clearly express their feelings and issues and they're calm when they're discussing conflict so if you can assess which communication style excuse me you have and work on bettering your habits and recognizing when maybe you're being passive or aggressive I think you can definitely form longer lasting relationships not just romantic ones though with your friends and your family I'm really out here trying to give people general relationship advice, not just romantic. So the next one is a big one, which is intimacy. I think a lot of people assume that intimacy is sex, but to me, the two are not mutually exclusive. There can definitely be intimacy without sex and plenty of sex without intimacy. I'm sure there are loads of examples of people in your life who have intimate relationships and you might even have an intimate relationship with someone. You might do something very thoughtful for your best friend. That's intimate. I think when they appreciate that thought and reciprocate it, they're not just being a good friend or a good sibling. They're reciprocating that intimacy. I try to think of intimacy as that kind of warm feeling you get when it's super cold outside and you bundle yourself under a blanket, you light a candle and you snuggle up to a good book or a movie. That warm, fuzzy feeling is what you want to inspire in someone else. That's how you want to make someone feel in a relationship and also how you want to feel. That might mean taking time to have emotional conversations or doing something new together. I'm sure you have friends or family that you do these things with and it doesn't feel forced. That's a mark of a healthy relationship. And if you can transport that into a romantic relationship or even recognize it in a romantic relationship, you're already one step closer to forming your own. Essentially, I think it's about putting intentionality into what you do and showing appreciation for that other person. 
The last factor I want to talk about is willingness to grow together. I think the best way of looking at willingness to grow together is by thinking of your partner as a flower. I know I sound crazy with these metaphors, but I'm not trying to... I think what's really important is that you don't try to encourage your rose to grow into a sunflower. I think I struggle with this one because I often just want to be my own person and it's definitely hard to get the balance of independence and shared growth right. And maybe you don't have a relationship in your life, a romantic one, that represents this, but I really hope you have friends or family or even teachers who push you and encourage you to work harder for your goals. That's real love and that's what makes a healthy relationship last, not hindering someone's growth. You want to grow together, you want to grow old together, you want them to succeed, you're happy for them when they succeed and you're there for them when they don't succeed. I think I must also say that I understand you don't think you have any examples of healthy relationships in your life, but please don't rely on books or movies. I don't think I can recall any book or movie I've seen or read where both partners are happy in the relationship, aren't destructive and have healthy habits. They might have huge physical chemistry, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and I think that definitely helps when you're Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, or a really heart-wrenching love story like in The Remains of the Day. I'm a huge Kazuo Shiguro fan, (laughs) but we don't often see healthy relationships in the media, especially in books and movies, because I think they tend to seem boring and they don't typically offer potential for an interesting plotline. Again, all of these factors are a lot easier said than done, but the best way to really learn what makes a healthy relationship is unfortunately to spend some time in a toxic one. I'm not suggesting that you reach for the nearest available douchebag and start dating him ferociously. I'm suggesting that you look at your past relationships and the relationships around you and think about the good qualities and the less good qualities in those relationships. Ultimately, you have to learn how to define your own relationships and boundaries and experience will definitely help with that. But just try working on your communication styles and be more aware of the relationships around you and what you can do to improve your own non-romantic ones because I see that people who are successful in their non-romantic relationships with their family, with their friends, tend to be better communicators and more willing to make a romantic relationship work. I hope that helps somewhat. And now I'm going to play the first song on this episode which is Count Me In by They. I hope you guys like it. Little mama don't mess around She didn't hurt it all She got no pity for me Cold-hearted, don't respect the talk But you still need some love I'm here to show it to you Put your heart in my hands Can't get you out of my head If I 
say it, then I mean it If you need it, if you need me, if you need me Baby, just count me in If it's chilling at the crib Or sipping on a fit Baby, just count me in Whatever it is If you're going through some shit I can be that touch When you need that sex When you're feeling love For your feelings, girl You can just count me in You know what I like If you got plans tonight Count me in Count me in by they. Here's my next question. Hey, I've been exclusively dating this guy for six months now. We're not boyfriend and girlfriend because he's not ready for a relationship. And my birthday, which is a really important day to me, is coming up. I'd like him to plan something romantic and I've been dropping subtle hints, but he hasn't said anything. Should I be expecting anything from him at all? Thanks. Love the podcast. Let me ask you a question, birthday girl. Would you attend a university? study from nine to five, put all the hours in and work your hardest only to not graduate with a degree and not be able to transfer to a different school or take a year abroad? I sure as fuck wouldn't. (laughs) I think the issue here probably isn't your birthday. It's probably your relationship status that is causing the problem because if this was your boyfriend, he would probably have planned something, even if it's small. doesn't matter how small it is or it doesn't matter but the main point would be that he would show his appreciation for you but when you're dating without commitment you just can't have any expectations 
I think women overemphasize the importance of their birthday sometimes and sometimes to their detriment because they can get really disappointed and frankly I don't think there's any motivation for him to go out of his way to do anything special for you at all. I mean why would he make an effort for your birthday when he already knows he has you? And the same goes for why would he make an effort to be your boyfriend when he already knows he has you? So I think you can't have any expectations at all, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Uh, Maybe he does go out of his way to plan something nice, but that would be really nice of him, considering you're not boyfriend and girlfriend. And I don't know, it sounds like it's him who doesn't want to be in the relationship and not you. And I think the best birthday gift you can give to yourself is clarity. And I think at some point you should definitely try and understand what the relationship is and more importantly what you want the relationship to be because I'm sure there are plenty of guys lining up to date you exclusively and this guy doesn't want to commit to being your boyfriend. If he really liked you, and I'm sorry to say this, wanting a relationship is natural. I know people who have never had a desire to be in a relationship and who meet the right person and they realize that being in a relationship is for them after all (laughs) um I think the reason why men no I hate to say this but I'm gonna say it anyway and I'm sorry (laughs) I think the reason why men don't want to go exclusive is because they don't want to be exclusive with you and I'm sorry if none of your friends will tell you that but I'm here to tell you the truth That's unfortunately the way it is sometimes and often you do have to learn the hard way. So I'm really sorry about that. Um, I would just enjoy your birthday with your friends and your family and realign whether you really want to stick around until this guy gets over his fear of being in a relationship because while I know people who weren't ready for a relationship and then met the right person, I also know a lot of people who never get to that point and who use that I'm not ready for a relationship excuse as a, as an excuse it's what it is a lot of the time um and I don't know how long you've been in this relationship for or I mean clearly he means a lot to you if you're expecting something from him for your birthday and I just think you can't have any expectations when you're dating a guy without commitment That doesn't mean he has to get down on one knee and ask to be your boyfriend. It just means that there needs to be some kind of appreciation of the fact that you guys are exclusively dating. I mean, what, what, I don't get this either. What is the difference between exclusively dating and being boyfriend and girlfriend? I I don't understand it because to me, it is practically the same thing. If you only want to be with one person, then why wouldn't they why wouldn't they spring to mind as the person you want to be in a relationship with? Like a committed relationship. I think uh this guy might be using you because if he is one of those guys who does everything to make you think you're in a relationship with him, but also deny the fact that you're in a relationship, that's a shitty move. And I just suggest that you Think about what you want in this relationship. What it is that really matters to you. Do you really want 
a boyfriend or do you really want to be with him? That's a really important impo- a really important point to establish, I think. But I hope you have a lovely birthday and like I said, the best gift you can give to yourself is clarity and that will come from figuring out what it is you want and then talking to him about what it is he wants and hopefully finding a good balance and a meeting point and I hope you give that gift to yourself it's really important happy birthday and now I'm gonna play No Rest for the Wicked by Lickety hope you guys like it
That was No Rest for the Wicked by Licky Lee. I hope you guys like that. That used to be my favorite song for the longest time. And I don't know, maybe it resonated with someone. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> um, I'm now going to answer the final question of this week, which I'm not so sure I'm qualified to answer, but I'm giving it a shot. How do I get rid of my gag reflex? Practice makes perfect. I could definitely end this question on that, but I did hear one trick that maybe you can try. And I can't verify this, but I have heard that this is the proper way to do it. Basically, what you want to do is while you're giving head, Or brushing your teeth, you know, whichever makes you gag more. (laughs) You clench your hand in a fist with your thumb underneath the other fingers. Just try that. And you apply some pressure while you give head or you brush your teeth. (laughs) And apparently that makes the gag reflex go away. Or at least a lot of the gag reflex. So you won't be vomiting. Um, also, I do know that gagging is a polysynaptic reflex, which means that it can be trained and it can be changed with practice. So if you just practice using your fingers or a toy a little every day, it will definitely get better. Um, also, I know it's difficult to think about anything other than whatever it is you're trying not to gag on, but... Um, I would just focus on keeping your airways clear. Sorry, I feel like I'm not, I feel like I'm not answering this very well. But yeah, it is, it is a polysynaptic reflex. So there is hope for you yet, I promise. And also I think some people find it kind of hot when you gag a little bit. I think guys tend to think that that's kind of bit of an ego boost like oh my god she's choking on me (laughs) um also make sure you have a relatively empty stomach I've heard some horror stories and I don't want anything to happen to you or your gagging object but yeah definitely just practice um with your toothbrush or your fingers or a toy whatever it is that you're trying to simulate and it will get better promise but bear in mind that i think it's kind of cute if someone gags a little bit i don't know people are turned on by the strangest things so i'm sure there's someone out there who has a gag kink i'm sure that's a category on Pornhub or something i don't know probably it's not um yeah good luck with that and just keep practicing practice makes perfect And I hope you're with someone who makes you feel comfortable and who won't make you feel embarrassed or laugh at you for your gag reflex. Sorry if I've been laughing at your gag reflex, but I just thought that was a really nice final question for this week. And now I'm going to play Get Some by Ghosted, which was requested. And I just want to say thank you to whoever requested it because this is also one of my favorite songs. And I'm not going to lie. I used to play this, I used to blast this a couple of years ago when I was in a bit of a weird situation and it 
resonated with me a lot. So I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. When you call, when you call, when you call, and I'm horny. I've been waiting, I've been waiting, I've been waiting on your party. Don't you know I've been dancing alone at the party? All my friends getting late and I ain't found nobody. We can go back to your place. I swear I'll be gone in the morning. Just touch me like that, oh baby. I hope you guys like that. Before I end, I wanted to read something that I read online and that really resonated with me and uh, maybe I'm just projecting, but I thought it I thought it was an interesting story. So 
this is a post from someone who went to a, uh, I don't know what kind of class this was. Some kind of educational class. I'm going to read. Our teacher asked us, is love a feeling or is it a choice? We were all a bunch of teenagers. Naturally, we said it was just a feeling. She said that if we clung to that belief, we would never have any lasting relationship of any sort. She made us interview a dozen adults who had been married and we asked them about their marriages and why it lasted or why it failed. At the end, we asked every single person if love was an emotion or a choice. Everybody said that it was a choice. It was a conscious commitment. It was something you choose to make work every day with a person who has chosen the same thing. They all said that at one point in their marriage, the feeling of love had vanished or faded and they weren't happy. They said that feelings are always changing and that you cannot build something that will last on such a shaky foundation. The married ones said that when things were bad, they chose to open the communication, chose to identify what broke and how to fix it, and chose to recreate something worth falling in love with. The divorced ones said they chose to walk away. Ever since that class, I have never looked at relationships the same way. I understood why arranged marriages were successful. I discovered the difference in feelings and commitments. I have never gone for the person who makes my heart flutter or my head spin. I've chosen the people who were committed to choosing me, dedicated to finding something to adore even on the ugliest days. I no longer fear the day someone who swore I was their universe can no longer see the stars in my eyes as long as they still choose to look in, into my eyes until they find them again. I know that last bit was really cheesy, but I just kind of figured that... I, I just had a feeling that I should read this on the podcast because I feel like someone needed to hear it. I don't know who, but that was the sign, Okay. If you've reached the end of this podcast, congratulations, but also I hope that message resonates with you and I definitely agree that love is a choice. Maybe falling in love is a feeling, but staying in love is a choice and it's something you have to reaffirm and recommit to all the time if you want a healthy and successful relationship. That's just some food for thought. I don't, maybe I'll start sharing something at the end of each episode. Um, I'm still... This, pro- this project is still very much in progress. I still have so many ideas and a lot of things I want to do, people I want to have on the podcast, ideas. This is a really important project to me, so I hope that you've enjoyed this. And again... As always, I'm sorry about the inconsistency in my uploads. I don't know what to say. I'm a Sagittarius. I'm impulsive. I can never make up my mind about a lot of things, but I do know for certain that I love doing this and it brings me a lot of joy. So even if I'm not publishing episodes, trust me, I'm thinking about it. I'm working on it. I'm, I'd rather create better quality content than weekly garbage <laughs> I don't know maybe this is garbage you you can leave me some feedback speaking of you can go to yourplaytimeradio.com to submit your questions or song requests or to connect with me and you can also follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook the Instagram is playtimeradio69 and it's 
on Facebook under Playtime Radio. Duh. (laughs) Anyhow, I hope you guys are having a beautiful week and thank you so much for listening. It really means the world. And I will see you very, very soon. I love you. Mwah.